What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Under Analyzed. We're going to start off today with the tip-off, and then we're going to figure out what is going on in Utah. Are the Jazz tanking? Are we not tanking? Who knows? Jared knows. We know. We got you covered here on Under Analyzed. Then we're going to move on to the rest of the NBA and give you some uh, some of our takes on some of the bigger storylines here. Ime Udoka is back, baby. Then we're going to wrap it up with the Wilt Chamberlain <laughs> of the week. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it should be that exciting. <laughs> I'm super excited to see what uh, Ime's up to. I, I, I saw I, this is kind of a prequel, I guess, but I saw the Nets are looking for a new PR director. <laughs> yeah. Like I saw uh, Twitter, uh, there's a screenshot of a job listing for that. So, you know, if you want to take on that monster, then. Uh, yeah. I bet Kyrie could just do it. He went to Duke. That's true. That's, That's true. true. He did go to Duke for a year. Very educated. Yeah. That's impressive. Okay, but you heard it here first. If you're looking for a new job, PR director, if you want to walk into a volcano, uh, this job's for you. Sam, what is new in elevators? Ah, yes. Uh, thank you for asking. So I've had a very unlucky streak so far of small talk and elevator rides at my job that I want no part of. Um, I hate small talk in elevators that doesn't need to happen. I think every grown adult can uh, stay quiet for 30 seconds until you get to your floor. And maybe you say the hello and have a nice day as they get off, that's fine. But um, yeah, no, today got in with uh, my lunch and was headed upstairs and um, another lady got in with me. She had her lunch. We both, you know, um, what's uh, non-verbally agreed that we were not going to speak to each other. It was perfect. We stopped at the second floor. A guy got on um, and we didn't get to at least the third floor uh, on a ride to the 10th floor, by the way, where he said, what are we playing the quiet game in this ride? <laughs> oh, no. oh, wait, <laughs> did I just lose? <laughs> and was he 37? He was at least 35, maybe actually, honestly, probably in his forties. I think he was an executive. Because I can picture the person the you're talking top. about. Oh, I, I was going to say <laughs> the same thing, Jake. I can picture yeah. this person exactly. No, yeah, the shirt and tie where we don't need to wear shirt and tie, mm. um, but he's <laughs> wearing it anyways. Um, and yeah, I thankfully she took the lead of responding very awkwardly as well, but like he deserves that. And I just kind of just nodded and, and laughed very forcefully i did not actually think it was funny at all <laughs> yeah um yeah so i said you're correct let's start over uh no i <laughs> stayed quiet because i wanted to win the game um did you and, win yeah i did win because congratulations all that happened was he said have a nice day as i went out the elevator and i said you too but at that point <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Guns a blazing. Yeah. Open off his back. Yeah. So I just, to all of our listeners out there, if you ever find yourself in an elevator with me, please just don't be offended that I don't want to talk. And I hope that you also don't really want to talk. On One of the most terrifying things I can think of would be being put into somebody's mind who feels the need to talk in a situation like that. Like oh. that just being like, you know, your mind is just like, go talk to this person and say something not very funny, but that you think is funny. <laughs> like, I, just, I, I don't understand the mind of those people. I can't think of anything more scary, Jake. <laughs> it's terrifying. <laughs> literally, literally the most scary thing. I can tell you every time someone does get on the elevator, every, my first thought is, do I like, will this be the worst person or an okay person gets stuck with because i just think of like the elevator gonna get stuck yeah exactly devil the movie but for example like this man when he did that i'm like this elevator better not break down if this elevator <laughs> breaks down right now like this is about to be the worst 45 minutes to five hours of my life uh, so yeah that's also what i always think but at least you could have got rescued by firefighters that's a great point, actually. And very nice. <laughs> I mean, Sam got a thing for firefighters, or <laughs> I've got a thing for firefighters. Okay, you heard it here. I mean, if they brought the Dalmatian, then I'd be in. Okay, let's get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All 
right, we just saw some very revealing things about it. Yeah, that was, that was enlightening, to say the least. That was um, great. I'm going to interrupt our, uh, our uh, tip-off with a public service announcement. Don't worry, this is planned. Um, I was watching the Jazz Mavericks game, and we'll talk more about that later. And since we're watching on NBA League Pass... Uh, they they don't show commercials. They show show what's going on like in the arena, on the jumbotron, et cetera, et cetera. So we see like the dance cam and the and the Mavericks dancers, whatever they're called. Anyways, they uh, they do the kiss cam, right? So here's the public nice. service announcement: If you're ever on a kiss cam, under no circumstances should you forcefully shove your tongue into your partner's mouth. Because <laughs> I watched four of the grossest kisses <laughs> in a row today. I also I partook. Just, I just, you know what I'm talking about. It was that yeah. first couple, and I, was I like, saw the tongue first. That's the only thing I saw was her tongue, just like what? Wait, her tongue? Yeah. Yes. That's no, not that. Yeah. <laughs> well then, and the announcer was like, uh, "Can you not, please?" Wait, really? I had it like on this is a kiss cam. Yeah, the, the announcer was commenting on the people. It was like, yeah, like you said, four people just freaking going to town. It's like, where would relax. we find this clip for research? <laughs> <laughs> for science. We got plans later. <laughs> they weren't firefighters, Sam. Ah. Uh, no, Dalmatians. Dalmatians. <laughs> Bring your pup night. <laughs> no, but I just, I can't believe I have to say this, but just don't. It's the kiss cam. It's not. The, also, uh, that's one of my biggest fears is like being <laughs> put on a kiss cam. Like, I, I like, I hate that. I would hate that so much. I, uh. Oh, really? Really? I would not mind it. I'm just terrified when I go to something with my sister, like a youth game. <laughs> that's when I'm like, please, Lord. Please. That would be hilarious. It would be the worst. <laughs> I actually I went on a date with a girl in college, and there was with like your sister. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> down in Alabama. Yeah. yeah, no, it was there was a a pretty it was at BYU right, and a pretty prominent member of the LDS Church was in attendance right, so they showed him on the big screen, you know. And this girl I'm on a date with was like, "Oh my gosh, what if we're on a ki- on the kiss cam in front of Elder Holland?" And I'm like, "This girl's not for me." Like if that's <laughs> if that's the first fear that she has, and we weren't on the kiss cam, and uh, needless to say, it didn't work out. But anyways, we're we're learning about a lot about uh, people's rather, fears tonight. Would you rather be on the kiss cam in front of Elder Holland or watch a baby burn? <laughs> <laughs> good question, Sam. Good question. Good question. Answer. Well, golly gosh darn. <laughs> golly gosh darn. But, yeah. uh, lots of. Lots of for reference, hard-hitting topics. Yeah, for reference, uh, if you're wondering what we're referencing there, look up some uh, TikTok BYU student interviews. They ask pretty absurd questions, and BYU students give some pretty absurd answers. Right, which, in their defense, I talked. I was talking to my wife about this, and she went to BYU, right? And she's like, these are so awkward, because if the Honor Code office saw this video and I said something that wasn't kosher, then I would be worried about getting in trouble with the honor code office. So I kind of yeah, I get where they're coming I, I, I didn't from, think but about also that. It, it's but a cool place be, to go to school. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, 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 yeah. Jared went there. It'll yeah. it it'll be questions like, "Would you rather look at pornography or cut off your arm?" And everyone's like, "I'd rather cut off my arm. I wouldn't even <laughs> think about it." And it's like, "What?" No, so. there was a recent. No, it was, it was literally like get hit by a truck, right? Oh, or take or a watch. hit of a vape. Yeah, was the, it was and everybody was saying get hit by a truck. And I was like, yeah, I guess I'm gonna have to get hit by a truck. And I'm like, that is so much worse for your health. What? Well, I don't know if you know this, but that is exponentially worse for your health. Well, in a hypothetical analyzing. game like that, you always just like do whatever. You just say That's whatever. If it's not a real choice. You're like, yeah, sure, I want to do that. That's Easy. True. I'd want to kiss Cam. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> there we go. Uh, Jared, let's wrap up the tip off. What's new in fantasies? <laughs> um so i uh i love that I was, yeah that's great um so fantasy i'm in currently four leagues two fantasy football two fantasy basketball i know like a decent amount about football i can get around in football and i know a lot about the nba i hate to brag i started an nba podcast i know so much look it up and uh yeah under underscore analyst. I am doing just the worst I've ever done in my entire life in NBA uh, pod and my NBA fantasy leagues. I am going to be 0 3 in both my leagues, which is nice. Um, and th- in our league, we have here, like people know basketball, but the other league, people don't really know basketball like super in depth. Like half the people don't, I would say. And I'm still going to be 0 3. 
<laughs> and then in my football leagues, um, I was doing really good in both of them. And then my my team just falling apart. That's just how it works. So I uh, I just I try not to look at the scores anymore. It's like getting to that point and it's already week three. I can't even <laughs> handle it. So I'm doing really well. I'll give doing you a really quick well. score update. Oh, please, uh, you're playing yeah. Jake in our league, other co-host. Jake has 384.5 points, and you have 171.5 points. So, uh, hey, to, hey least... in your defense, Jake is blowing out. Every this is team by far the best week I've had all season. So, okay, but you don't need to tell our listeners that. It would have been way more funny if they just thought it was a normal week for Jake. Jared, and... yes. Hey, yeah. can I can I comfort you? You may. Perfect. I'm in four fantasy football leagues, uh, one fantasy basketball league, which I beat you last week. No big deal. But my four <laughs> fantasy football leagues, I am so active in all four, and I feel like I know football way more than I know basketball. Um, my four records are one and seven, one and <laughs> one and seven, another one, three and five, and four and four. My best record is five hundred, <laughs> and two of mine I'm one and seven. I want to give up and it's uh, luckily you want to hit a vape luckily, uh yeah i want to hit i would rather get hit by a truck than have these teams. um no but luckily there's no like loser um punishment because if there was i would absolutely oh, yeah. be at risk so mm. i don't know i used to always want to do a loser punishment because i'm like yeah i never get last and now i highly highly doubt i'm going to be all in on certain loser <laughs> punishments <laughs> Yeah, yeah, your uh, four records, if they were an NFL team, you'd be the New York Jets, where... Hey, awesome. Yeah. Four and okay. <laughs> Yeah. Thanks. Yep. Pretty good. Go Jets, Pretty go. Good. Sweet. Yep. So that's new uh, in my fantasy. That, that's what's new in your fantasies. Um, let's move on to our Utah Jazz update. The Jazz are currently 6-3. and three. They lost tonight to the Dallas Mavericks, 103-100. couple of quick thoughts. Reggie Bullock has the worst hair in the NBA. Mavs halftime was terrible. The stupid dumb pug didn't catch a single Frisbee. And <laughs> Luca thinks that every single thing in basketball is a foul, and it's super annoying to watch That's him. True. That's we'll, true. We'll probably talk more about that later. Um, other quick scores from the week. The Jazz beat the Rockets during our last podcast, 109-101. Then they lost to the Denver Nuggets, 117-101. Beat Memphis twice. And they are currently in third place in the Western Conference. So we're sitting, sit, sit, wow. Editing that out. That's amazing. No, please keep no, it all this in. All this in. Just bleep it. It's just a big <laughs> So we're sitting at six and three. We came into the season thinking, okay, the Jazz are clearly going to tank. We're not tanking. Jared, what is going on? You did some tank research. What do we got, baby? Um, what is going on in Utah? So, what is the tank? Yes, yes. We'll start there. Let's start at the beginning. What is basketball? We'll go through that first. Webster's dictionary defines. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we were talking. We were texting about this during the week. Um, just what we're doing because we keep on winning, and uh, obviously six and three is a pretty pretty good record, especially in basketball this early. Um, and then. I was doing we so we started talking about why like are we tanking are we not tanking and I did a little research into the Celtics and their because their KG trade came up I believe when we were texting so I was in a meeting and it wasn't overly exciting so this is all like half paying attention research and half paying attention to my meeting research so underanalyze it fits perfect I'm sure no one can debunk (laughs) any of my theories here. Um, so I was walking through it. So in 2013, so I'm comparing, I think the jazz are going to be like the 2013 Celtics this year. Now what's the common denominator real quick? Obviously Uh, you know this, but, uh, yeah, Danny Ainge, he was the architect of the, the Celtics rebuild. Well, building after the championship, then rebuild. And then he's obviously here, um, now with the jazz Mm -hmm. and he's a big part of blowing, blowing us up a little bit. So in June of 2013, the Celtics traded Pierce KG, 37-year-old KD, by the way, at that time. Pretty wild. Jason Terry, who was a really good player at that time, um, and DJ White. And to the Nets for five players, just kind of salary fillers. I can it, it took more than two seconds. I couldn't find the, who those players were kind of research. <laughs> yeah. Um, three first-round picks and one pick swap 
and we those picks actually worked out, but it wasn't as many picks as you'd think there'd be. Um, and that, so that year they ended up being, um, so again, 2013-2014 season, they were 25-57, and 57, so 30% winning percentage. And that's where we need to be. It uh, We're winning. <laughs> we need to stop winning so freaking much. Um, we lost tonight, so that's good. We lost tonight, so we're on the right track. But so their records from oath, or so thirteen to seventeen, and I think that's where they. So I guess the six, yeah, seventeen, because that's when they picked up uh, Kyrie. That was their first like big move out of the tank. So yeah. they're twenty five, fifty seven, forty, forty two, forty eight, thirty four, and then twenty seventeen, sixteen, seventeen, fifty three, and fifty nine, which is all those the last couple years really good. So they had to do a little mini tank after that as well. So we can't follow the Celtics exactly what they did. A, we have a lot more picks than they did. Um, we have a, a, a better core right now. Like we have some better talent right now than I think they did in 2013. Their best player was probably Brandon Bass. Jake remembers. <laughs> yeah, I do remember Brandon Bass. Absolutely. <laughs> He's a really good shooter. <laughs> Just kidding. He actually made a lot of shots, but he looked funky shooting them. Yeah. So our... Our rebuild is going to be more of a Celtics. So they're at a quick turnaround, right? With only in a couple of years, they were above 500 by a good margin by 14 games in 2015 from 2013. So we're going to be in a weird mix between the Celtics and OKC. And that seems like that's going to be our roadmap. Um, we can't be the Celtics. We won't have that. Um, we can't attract a big player like a Kyrie Irving, which A, we don't want Kyrie Irving. So they had, they did one Big rebuild, had a bunch of picks, it got really lucky, and that's ultimately what it comes down to is you want to have as many shots as you can at the draft. Um, and that's the way to to do it. And we have all those picks. But I'm a, I'm afraid if we we keep on winning, and I think Danny Ainge is gonna step in and he's gonna force a trade or force Will Hardy to do different lineups um or whatever. Cause we need a we need to not do well this year. Cause this is the year if we're gonna not do well. Let's do it this year where we have the best prospects since LeBron James in there. Um, and then the second pick is like the best point guard prospect in a long time as well. Yeah. Um, this would be the year for us to have that down year. And then next year, you know, try to get around. We still be not a great team, but still play hard, win some more games if we get this player that we need. Um, and then we'll still have these picks from the Timberwolves, which – who knows what that's going to look like, especially in a couple of years. Yeah. And then we have those cast picks, which we didn't think they're going to be anything this year because of those teams are really good. But it's in a couple of years, it's a good bet to to make just like the Celtics betting on the nets, not being good because historically they haven't been awesome. Um, right. So we made the right bets. We seem to finish our, we need to finish our part and not do as well. It is exciting. And I, it doesn't really matter that we're winning games right now. It's so early in the season and the records really don't matter too much. You just look at general trends of how they're playing, not necessarily results this early into the season. But we <laughs> we need to start losing or I'm gonna get nervous. But and plus side, what a good time to be a jazz fan. Yeah. I love not having expectations and being like, if we win, we win, we lose, we lose. Um, hoping we lose, kind of. It's 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 a really good spot to be in. But with the my last point with this is with the with the draft, it doesn't like you just need as many shots as you can. So in twenty fourteen, the year after they tanked the six number six pick, they chose Marcus Smart, which he's a really, really good defender, Jake. You would never understand. He's probably I'd say best in the league yeah. defender. Well what um, do you have our, to back that that up? Does he want any awards or uh yeah. he has like a bathrobe that he had made that explains it. Defensive Player of the Year. Do you remember that in the finals last year? I don't. But that you did not see that? I missed that. I'll have to set a picture. He he yeah. had like a custom, like robe made that said Defensive Player of the Year. So yeah, number, they had a number six pick. Chose Marcus Martin, who actually was a very impactful player. Kind of got lucky. Not a number six pick. But not. As, <laughs> I guess I mean I, it I, is. I, that's a number six. Dra- pick. That's true. That's true. Yeah, you're right. But then you got Marcus Thornton. Jordan and Mickey, these are going... Marcus Thornton, going back. Remember him, yeah. RJ Hunter. And then in 2015, they got Terry Rozier, turned into Kemba, which turned into Al Horford, a big piece of what they have. Um, Demetrius Jackson, you ever heard of him? Ray Zagorak, Deonta Davis, Ante Zizic, I actually remember him. 
Yeah, Boussole. Then in 2016, so this is, what is this, three years later is really when they hit the good picks with Jalen Brown, which took a while to develop. And then their next big was obviously Jason Tatum in 2017 and then 2018 Robert Williams. So that's where they built their team from the draft. A lot of that, these, the main players are from that Nets. So we have a lot more, we have a lot more picks in them. So that's, that's encouraging that we'll have more shots at it, but the draft is kind of a, you're throwing darts half the time at these players yeah. and hoping that they hit. Um, so I feel pretty good where we're at, but ultimately we can't do quite what the Celtics did. They're in a big market. So we're to be a little, probably a little more delayed than a three year turnaround or two year turnaround, two and a half year turnaround pretty much for them. Yeah. Um, we're going to have to be a little more delayed, but I kind of like, like seeing that, that evidence of that it is possible to turn it, turn it around pretty reasonably quick um for them to be really competitive because they've been celtics have been really competitive last four years in in these eastern conferences yeah so uh i sent you guys this tweet earlier in the week but via stat muse which is just an account or a a website actually that tracks a bunch of nba stats they said this is when the jazz were six and two they're six and three now but they said the jazz can lose 25 games in a row and would still not have a bottom three record I'd assume they're predicting, you know, how many games other teams would lose or win in that Mm -hmm. time period. Um, So that's kind of the issue is I, my problem with like, I will have to get lucky in the lottery because I don't see us being a bottom four team in the NBA this year. Yeah. Like, I just don't think it's going to happen. I think we can be like, not a good team and, out of the playoffs, but I don't know. I I just think the the chances that we get Wembenyana or Scoot are very very low. But that doesn't mean it's not worth it to get still a high draft pick. So yeah, kind of going off with of that, Jake. Um, I talked to you about it this week, but I I've been thinking a lot about what is going on in Utah, right? Like what the whole <laughs> plan is, right? Danny yeah. Inge comes. And he says, we've got to blow this thing up, right? And then all of a sudden we look at the draft and it's Victor Wembanyama and Scoot Henderson, right? And so we're thinking, oh, we're obviously tanking for them. But I don't think that's the case, right? And I don't even think we're necessarily tanking. I think it's more blowing up, getting resources to rebuild. And the blowing up, I think a lot of fans associate that with intentionally trying to lose. But I don't think that's necessarily true. I think it's just kind of getting a fresh start, get a new coach in, get his system in, and right now I think if Danny Ainge said to Will Hardy, you know, one message at the beginning of the season, it's focus on what you want to focus on, don't focus on winning games, right? So kind of instill mm. what your, your uh, almost your bedrock, your fundamentals, your what you're trying system. to build, your, your system, exactly. You're trying to build your system on these principles and instill them, right? Mm. And... I don't think it's, okay, we're going to try and lose as much as we can, but I think it's, we're going to figure out who we want to keep around. We're going to figure out what pieces we want to keep, what we want to get rid of, and we're still open for business. So if somebody wants Conley, if somebody wants Clarkson, if somebody wants Rudy Gay, heaven forbid, then... No, not Rudy Gay. (laughs) (laughs) Rudy Gay is off the table at this point. (laughs) But I I think we look at the draft and we think, oh, obviously the Jazz are trying to tank for Wemba and Yama, but I don't think that was the plan. It was just kind of the fans and NBA analysts saying, okay, this is the best draft we're going to have in a long time. This is why the Jazz are trying to lose when, I, lose when that's not necessarily the case. It's we're rebuilding and hopefully we lose a lot, but we're not doing this just for Wembenyama, um, even though that's kind of all we, we've been talking about for a month. Right. I think often tanking and rebuilding have been synonymous in a lot of people's minds where that's not necessarily the case, Right. Like you were saying, we could retool and rebuild and still get good draft picks without intentionally taking. So I agree. I agree with what you're saying there. And it, it helps a lot too, where obviously it's not totally true because we will have our draft pick. And especially, is it this year or next year that it's top 10 protected or lottery protected? Our, our, our first round pick. Is it this year? I don't know. I don't remember off the top of my head. I, I'm pretty sure it's this year. Anyways, well, I. Whatever you I, say, I believe it. Yeah, we'll we'll say it's this year, and so obviously, like that pick is contingent on us sucking. Um, but the seventy sixers sucking. That's true. That's a good point. And and in years future, in years you know, in advance in the future, 
it's not our picks aren't contingent on us sucking it's contingent on other teams sucking which is kind yeah. of a nice thing to have where we can continue right. to build and make progress and not be kind of hurting ourselves by winning too much yeah it's a good point so that's what's going on in utah do we have any <laughs> final thoughts things that we like this week things that we didn't like this week i think if if uh lowry markinen keeps playing the way he is i think he legit has a chance to make the all-star team I don't think he will continue playing at this level. I'll be surprised if he does. I want him to. Oh, I love that. Um, but like he's he's playing at a really high level right now. I think he's averaging over 24 points a game and like around nine rebounds. That's just off the top of my head. Um, so I could be off there. But no one fact check. No one fact check. Nobody fact check. Uh, he's been a really good player, and he's been a kind of a matchup issue for a lot of teams that we've played. And I think that's partially why we're doing so well. Jordan Clarkson is like 50-50 pass or shoot, whereas it used to be wow. 99 yeah. shoot and 1% pass, right? Like even tonight I was watching, like he drove and dumped it off to somebody, which you never saw that happen last year, right? And he's had a bunch of turnovers. I think he's kind of morphing into his point guard role. But I think like Jordan Clarkson is is turning into a better player that will be a really valuable tool if we can hang on to him through the rebuilding uh, when we actually are trying to win again. But uh, it's just fun to see things, you know, developments like that happen. You know, tonight game, tonight's game against the Mavs, we played really well. We were up by like 15 at one point and we lost by three. So it was honestly like best case scenario. We played well, we played hard. It was a fun game to watch, but we still lost. So we, you know, we're not ruining all our lottery chances. Right. Yeah. When there's a good way to tank, there's a bad way to tank. Sixers are a bad way to tank because installs instills a bad um, culture. Culture, right? You wanna you wanna be competitive and you want to in, work on habits, not outcomes. And so when I say like we need to lose more, I want us to be competitive and I want us to try. But I want to, <laughs> but I also want Victor Wembanyama <laughs> than anything in the whole world. Um, I'd rather yeah, I could go in a elevator with all the old people in the world and just sit and talk all day if we get Victor Wembanyama. Um <laughs> you yeah, honestly I'm, are really good at small talk, so I'll give I'll tip I, your hat. I'll tip my hat to you on that one. I mean I actually am and people like want to talk with me when I'm in public, which is fun. So <laughs> Yeah and real real quick Jake, I did fact check you on uh marketing and stats. You're super close. He's averaging twenty three points and nine rebounds, so you're off by a point. So right. that's that's pretty sweet. Now Sam, we haven't heard from you the only Utah Jazz uh partial season ticket holder yes <laughs> how brag? yeah that, that's pretty cool but the jazz are, like what are your thoughts man the jazz are winning you were worried about selling tickets they're the hottest show in town right now i mean business is booming right uh yeah honestly as of right now the fear of making my money back at least is gone which is great um i uh, recently big ticket sold the celtics game uh yesterday for it's like in march so people are already looking to buy big games that far ahead which is nice um but yeah i don't know i i really am just sad that i am not the type of season ticket holder that's using the tickets because <laughs> yeah. i would like to go to every single game i have <laughs> yeah but i'm i'm trying to you know for example like the kings or the wizards or maybe okc like those games i'll probably end up going to but all the <laughs> others i am so the ones you aren't gonna sell uh yeah 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 <laughs> so anyways but overall i'm very very pleased hey don't look down the thunder are uh the seventh seed in the west right now so you may you oh, may snap. end up selling that game mm. so, wonder... and the wizards wizards are the seventh seed in the east yeah okay but so then do the kings still the, suck they're uh still yeah they're they're the 13th seed above the lakers and the rockets so all right Perfect. So yeah, so I'll be going to the Kings game. Um, my next game already sold too. The Suns on like the 18th. I have kind of a big break right now between games I have. So that's nice. already sold. Yeah. Nice, nice. Sweet. Let's move on. Uh, some storylines in the NBA. Uh, first, we're going to talk. I mean, we've we've talked a lot about these teams in the past just because they do have some Utah ties, but they're also relevant nationally, which is, which is kind of fun. Uh, first, the Cavs. Jake... Tell us all about the, the Cleveland Cavaliers. They're really good. I think they're a lot better than most people were expecting. Uh, at least 
at the level Donovan's been playing, but Darius Garland came back tonight, and I think he had 29 points. Donovan had 25 points. They they uh, offset their minutes, so they played together a little bit, especially That's at the smart. end and in overtime. But like they were each running a separate unit, and I think Donovan had uh, Evan Mobley with him, and Darius Garland had Jarrett Allen with him, right? So they they kind of kept it, so the defense was still good. There was still a viable big guy, and then just kind of rotated, you know, Seti Osman, D Wade, and and those guys around them, um, and both their units looked really really solid. They have beat the Celtics twice in the past week. Um, the first time they came back and beat them, I think they had like an eight-point comeback within the last two minutes or three minutes or something, and they beat them. And then they beat them tonight in overtime. Um, and Donovan Mitchell has been going off. He's averaging 31 points a game, 6.6 assists, four rebounds. On like really good shooting, cool right? dunks every single game he's averaging. Yeah, at least one of them. His shoot, his shooting is forty-five field goal, forty-four three-pointer, and eighty-five free throw. He's taking like over nine threes a game and shooting forty-five percent, which is pretty insane. And his plus-minus is plus nine point two over the past six games. I guess over the first six games. So uh, the only time he had a negative plus-minus was tonight. Was he? He was a minus three. Uh, but other than that, he's plus 18, plus 18, plus 9, plus 4, right? So he's he has appeared to have taken a step similar to kind of how I view what Jason Tatum took last season, right? So that step where he kind of steps up and he's the guy, but it's more of like a playmaker, like making your teammates better type of guy instead of take over always and score the ball kind of guy, right? Because he's been that guy for a while where he can take over a game and score, you know, 10, 15 points in a row. But I think more importantly, now he's shifting into the playmaker, point guard, getting his teammates involved in hyped role. Um, and I've seen him deferring, you know, running plays in crunch time, which he didn't do in Utah. And he's having a lot of fun, lots of emotion. Um, you know, Jared Allen's playing well. Uh, D Wade is playing well. Kevin Love made like a million threes. He tied his career high for three pointers. Uh, the last game they played against New York, I believe. Um, so they're just all around. I think they're really good. They're going to be a tough team to beat. Um, and I'm really excited because I'm a, I'm a Cavs fan because of Donovan Mitchell. Jared Allen plays well, except when I'm in like the days I like play people I care about. Yeah. (laughs) In fantasy, (laughs) he is not play well. Um, but yeah, I agree with all your, all your thoughts. I like, it's like seeing Donovan Mitchell back when he was like, just barely in the new in the league, but with more confidence. Like, yes, that's he's more more springy than he's ever been. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't look depressed and yeah. like you know sad yeah. all the time. If you just get out of Utah, you'll be happy. Is is the lesson we've learned this year? But it's yeah, it's it's really cool to see him do well, and it makes me really sad. Um, yeah, because it was like what we used to have. It's like a relationship, something, right, Christian? What is it like? It's true. I don't know. I Taylor Swift came out with a new album. There's got to be a song about it in there. One hundred percent. He's like the anti-anti hero. Yeah, it's he's the problem. It's, I don't know. That's <laughs> that's honestly the only lyric I know from Taylor Swift's new album. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, and honestly, the best part about Donovan Mitchell and the Cavs is he looks so good in those jerseys. Every time I watch him, like. Good. That's that's pretty that's pretty sweet. They have good colors. Yeah, one last thing on the Cavs. I think the Celtics are pretty unanimously around the league, like the second team in the East, right? Right behind the Bucks. If not the first, I think some people had the first, them as the first. Um and the Celtics played well in the games when they played against the Cavs, and I think the Cavs are right up there with them. I think I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Cavs finish third in the East with the way they're playing. Yeah, they look good. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Let's uh, let's move on to our next team on the list, the Minnesota Timberwolves, home of our new friend, Rudy Gobert. Uh, they're currently 4-4, four 10th four, place in the West behind the San Antonio Spurs, the Oklahoma City Thunder, and, of course, the Utah Jazz, just like everybody predicted. Um, Jared, how do they look, man? How, how do you feel about Minnesota? I feel good about Minnesota. Rudy... Similar to Donovan Mitchell, he's been he seems a lot more confident. I don't know if that's the right word, but he's he's playing really well. 
generally, which is really good. Cat's kind of come into him, his own a little bit. Jake, right? Because of fantasy. Yes. Playing against me. Yeah, I played him this week and he's been going off, so it's nice. <laughs> yeah, it's been really cool. Um, so it's it is really interesting. It seems like things with An- like Anthony Edwards hasn't made that leap that I think a lot of people were expecting him to make so far. Um, mm-hmm. If he just get his he, diet in order, man. If he would stop, yeah, seriously, eating stop Popeyes. eating Popeyes. Only if, yeah, that's rough. Go to Chick Fil A, and uh, <laughs> but they they do look good. Overall, I think it's still going to take a while for them to get Cat, Gobert, and Anthony um, Edwards to work together. But it's gonna it's gonna work out. The four and four is not bad. Again, it's direction. It's not about the record. It's about the direction and how how they're playing. So, um, yeah, I'm excited for them. I'm excited for Rudy and people around the league are now noticing how good Rudy actually is. It's not he's not just a system player. Like he's actually really good and he's so big and he's so long and he has the weakest dunks in the world which is fun <laughs> for everyone else to see those two watching walker kessler just like do easy reverse slams and like really coordinated yeah. you know post moves has been so awakening as to the inability of rudy gobert to do that but also kind of speaks to how good rudy gobert is defensively and why right. he's still such a valuable player yeah, that was something I found myself. I don't know how I got here. It was just like one of those nights, I guess. I ended up into a Minnesota Timberwolves uh, Reddit game thread. And the most upvoted comment was this guy. I don't have it in front of me, but just, Rudy, how are you so good with such big hands and you can't catch the ball? And I'm like, <laughs> thank you. Whatever yeah. that Michael Scott name is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's him. He's awesome, but also sometimes you just want very him. frustrating. Yeah, it was actually when the when the Jazz played them, I was like being so relieved and being glad I wasn't a Timberwolves fan watching that game because <laughs> some of the things Gobert did, I was just like, I'm so glad. I'd be so mad at Gobert right now. Uh, but yeah, I also saw like a Reddit thread that I think I sent to you guys where there was just like a bunch of T Wolves fans that were like, Oh my gosh, this guy is getting like 20 and 20 games all the time like this guy is really good he's getting offensive rebounds like he's he's dunking you know all these lobs and uh so it is nice to see some rudy gobert appreciation coming from other sources they definitely overpaid for him but oh, yeah they didn't like it's not as bad as everyone thought it was like still no. a lot but not as bad he's good yeah and I, i'm seeing some overreactions to people saying like they can't like cat and gobert can't play together obviously they haven't figured out the offense yet it's been six or seven games that's going to take a while for them to figure out and i think once they do kind of figure out their positioning offensively and then also defensively with those two on the floor then i think they'll be really good it is nice to see some appreciation for gobert and for donovan mitchell where the narrative was gobert can't play in the playoffs he's actually not that good um and then donovan mitchell is an inefficient chucker and we've been telling everybody He's, they're both really, really good NBA players, and now everybody's seeing it, and it's kind of, it feels nice to be validated. You know what I mean, guys? 100%. 100%. Feels good. Uh, who wants to talk about some drama? Me. Me. Sam does. Um, Nets, Lakers, I mean, it's kind of, I feel like there's a new breaking story about something that they're screwing up every single podcast that we do. So, uh, sorry, listeners, for uh, Lakers and Nets fatigue, but. We're, uh, we're still here. Kyrie Irving is being Kyrie Irving, uh, just saying lots of crazy controversial things, um, just uh, in his bag, as they say. And then the Nets decided to react and fire Steve Nash, their head coach. Uh, who's, the, who's the guy that they chose to replace him? Somebody probably who can maybe calm the storm a little bit. Uh, get some uh, nice strong presence in the locker room. Who uh, who'd they go? Yeah, with? He probably, I think he does have a strong presence he, in yeah, the locker room. Yes, <laughs> strong, strong something in the locker room. Uh, Ime Odoku is. We, we've talked about him on the pod. What? Uh, yeah, great coach, right? Oh, great coach. Uh, I actually good coach, but uh, apparently was making unwanted advances on a married woman as who is part of the Celtics staff. All that's unconfirmed still. The Nets are doing an investigation before they hire him. Blah, blah, blah. They'll find that everything's fine and hire him. And he'll be a good coach. He'll be a good coach. Uh, Honestly, it kind of gets the Celtics out of that situation, which is nice for them. But it's just going to make Brooklyn even more of a shit show. Language, Jake. 
Who's that out. uh? Keep that in. Um, who do you think a good free agent would be for them? Like someone else who just released from another team in the West, perchance. <laughs> like headspace about the same. Anyone? Are we talking like about a coach? No, a player. Ah, it would be a good pairing. Um, Ron Artest comes to mind. That would be fun. I know that's not who you're going for. Michael but... Vick. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Deshaun Primo. Watson. Deshaun Watson. Come ah. on, yeah. He actually. Russell Westbrook. Yeah. There you go. If we had. Uh... Did he get released? No. No. Oh. Uh, who are you actually? Joshua to? Primo from. Oh, the oh yeah. Or from the Josh, uh, Spurs. Josh Primo, who was uh, exposing himself unwantedly to female staff members. <laughs> For oh, the Spurs. not funny. No. I shouldn't laugh. Terrible. Yikes. Yikes. Yeah. What a weirdo. Can you imagine him and Yudaka together? Could be a, a dynamic duo. We'll see. <laughs> Just to add into the, the Nets drama and the dysfunction of the yeah. Nets. Honestly, why yeah. not? Like, <laughs> you're not going to look it? worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, another quick public, public service announcement. Please stop exposing yourself to women everybody out there thank you especially you josh primo yeah (laughs) especially you i don't know man the nets Kyrie does whatever he wants with no repercussions i feel bad for kd he just looks like uh, an old guy whose life is falling apart and he's just trying to hold on to the strands like doing everything he can uh but you know like his kids are moving out and his wife is trying to divorce him and he just can't do anything uh even though he's doing his best (laughs) <laughs> uh he's, he's scoring like i don't know 35 points a game probably not that much but he's scoring probably at least 30 a game and, and playing well but just has no help and the nets just look kind of dead in the water i mean josh uh ben simmons has looked really good you know he's been sitting on the bench again which is his best place that's true uh in sure. street clothes i feel like i'm 80 years old saying street clothes yeah that's uh, very old to me. <laughs> But, uh, 32 and a half points a game, Sam Jake. Like, I was watching them for a while the other night, and like Joe Harris looked like their second best player. Royce O'Neal looked like their third best player. Oh, like, yikes. Kyrie didn't have a field goal until the fourth quarter in that game. So, like, I don't know. I just, I feel bad for KD, is what I'm trying to say. Do you guys know Patty Mills is still in the NBA? Yeah, he's on the Nets. The Nets yeah, yeah, I'm looking at their roster right now, and I'm like, holy cow. That's rough. I mean, all is well. All is not well in Brooklyn. Um, man, talk about a franchise who uh, really hasn't done things right because they went all in uh, trading for Kevin Garnett, kind of how Jared talked about. Uh, they had their fir- the first— And Paul Pierce. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry, Paul. Um, they had the first big three in the NBA, and all of a sudden they had all these expectations. They didn't meet them, and they really haven't done anything since so we'd feel yeah. bad for nets fans if they weren't the worst franchise in the end my favorite race. my favorite nets team was the 2018 or 19 nets uh right before they got kd yeah. and Kyrie. Mm-hmm. they were really fun to watch they had karis lavert and i don't know just like a bunch of it's kind of like this the jazz team that we have just a bunch of hard workers they like made a little bit of noise in the bubble i think um but yeah R.I.P. Nets fans. R.I.P. My favorite Nets team was uh, early 2000s with Jason Kidd. He's my favorite yeah. player. 2K3. Vince Carter. Got me started. Yeah, it was it was a good team. Yeah. It was a good team. I think uh, Richard Jefferson was on that team. Yep. Yep, he was. Those are the only three players I remember, but they were there. Um, let's, uh, let's talk about a little bit about the Lakers. Uh, they are currently in last place. Well, tied for last place uh, in the NBA. Um, they have won one game this year against the Denver Nuggets, right? And uh, actually, their most recent game, they're playing the Pelicans right now. Uh, yeah, they were up by like 12 earlier. And now they're up by one only one game. with six six minutes left. Yep, so hopefully they uh, lose. And uh, yeah. I don't know. What is there even to be said about the Lakers at this point? Um, Russell Westbrook has had flashes of playing a better role where he's passing a little bit more and just seeming like he's a little bit more connected to the team. Anthony Davis has been a little bit better, although his shooting is still horrendous. He should never take a three again. I think a couple games ago, he just like bricked one straight off the side of the backboard from the corner and he was 
wide open. Nobody even close to him. It's true. Good point. I have. Um, Yeah, I don't know. They're not going to be good, but they look like they're figuring something out. Lonnie Walker's fun to watch. He's my favorite player to watch when I'm watching the the Lakers. He needs his hair back. I think he's better without his hair, honestly. Oh, 100%. Yeah, his hair was wild before. Lonnie Walker, the fourth. Yeah. Uh, LeBron is 80 years old and gets really excited whenever he dunks. He should. He's what? He's like fifty-five, right? Yeah. 56. When I'm fifty-five and still dunking, I will be celebrating that to no end. <laughs> True. That's a good point. Is he actually going to stick around for his son in time? Or I think is his son so. Not going think, straight I to think the NBA. Uh, his that... son is going to be in the NBA, like he's got his Nike endorsement. Yeah. Uh, uh, Christian, was it you had the tinfoil hat theory where you said LeBron's going to start a team in Vegas and then play for it with his son? No, I no, I I do think he's going to play with the Sun. I do think that there will be a team in Vegas sooner rather than later, but I don't think that he'll be the player owner thing. But he, uh, I mean, he's averaging twenty six points a game, nine rebounds, and seven assists. So I mean, terrible. Like, he, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I would be. Re- it's hard to judge. Like the stats are stats, but um, it'd right. be interesting to see him on a on a good team right now. Like what role he would play. I think That's he'd fair. be much more, he'd facilitate much more on an actual competent team. Like I was watching them for a second. I didn't see them make a single three over like two and a yeah, half they, quarters. They've really sucked. They have no shooting. <laughs> three. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's rough. But to the point, is he actually going to wait for his son? Udonis Haslam is 42, LeBron's 37. And if Udonis Haslam can sit at the end of a bench, I mean, LeBron can too, especially like that's, he's going to break the all time points record this year. After that, I mean, it's just playing with his son, you know? So, like, he's going to play once a week and just kind of hang out, you know? Taco Tuesday it up and... Uh, Taco, Taco Tuesday! I like that. I miss that, LeBron, honestly. I do, too. That's when he was still I'm, happy. I'm fine Before the Lakers LeBron. sucked his yeah. soul out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, like, I like that LeBron better. Yeah, I do, too. But I, I think at this point of his, in his happen. career, he's just focused on get his son to the NBA, play with his son... And honestly, like that will—that's going to be really, really cool. And I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. But all I know is LeBron's career has taken a turn for the worse since he threw shade at the Jazz during the All Star draft. So true. Yeah. There you go. Good point. What is going on in Utah? Kings is in curses. Sorry, LeBron. Uh, Jake, really quick, hit us with some uh, standings observations. Looking at uh, yeah. like ten games into uh, the season. What is yeah, it look really, like? really quick uh, side note again from my love of Donovan Mitchell in seven games, Donovan Mitchell has scored more points than Anthony Bennett did with the franchise oh my <laughs> over, over 52 games played Anthony Bennett, former number one overall pick. Uh, yep. was it like 2018, 2013, so like 20, 2013. Oh, wow. I was not even close. No. Yeah. It was 13. Cause 14. You know what? I, yeah. I was uh, out of the country at that point. So yeah. So, so Donovan Mitchell, 218 <laughs> points in seven games. And Anthony Bennett had 217 points in 52 games. So, just a fun little stat. Um, but standings, yeah. So, the Bucks are really good, as everyone predicted. They don't even have Chris Middleton. They haven't lost a game. They they look good. I think the only thing that doesn't look super good is their offense isn't very fluid sometimes. Um, but I think Drew Holiday has, been a better, has done a better job of running the offense recently uh, the past few games. And speaking... But- Real yeah. quick, sorry to interject. Speaking of looking yeah. good, uh, the Zoom Freak 4s just released, Giannis's new shoes. Mm. The first three editions have been terrible. These 4s are actually pretty sick, and I might buy some. Yeah, okay, I saw well, him tackling, uh, I think it was Serge Ibaka, and ripping off his shoes and putting yeah. the his new shoes on him. That's funny. Um, so yeah, Milwaukee Bucks, Cleveland Cavaliers, who I talked about. Atlanta is surprisingly in fourth in the East. Uh, I still have no faith in them actually being this, good or doing Trae anything in the playoffs. Young's, despite Trey Young's best efforts, because he's the only fantasy team. Uh, yeah, Trey Young. <laughs> that's kind of had a rough start to the season. And then uh, the Suns, as I predicted, are going to be a regular season game-winning machine. Uh, they're 6-1 and one right now. The Blazers are 5-1, and one, um, which is surprising. 
and the Pelicans are pretty good too. So uh, lots of surprise in the standings. Obviously, it's early, so nothing is very solidified. Um, but it's fun just to see the unexpected teams being higher than some of the teams we were expecting to be better. You know, the Knicks actually look half decent, um, even though they're three and four. But like their their games, they just look a lot better than they did last year, I guess. Which is surprising because Tom Thibodeau is still there, so I don't know what's going on there. But um, Christian, these shoes are sick. They're sweet, huh? Which one's your favorite? The can you see the names? Are you on Nike? Are you talking about like the different colors? Yeah, the name stuff? of the colorway. So like we've got the unknown, uh, the Bahamas. Oh the gosh. Coastline. Um, well, I love Safari because of red, my favorite color. It's probably my favorite too. I thought about with the browser for a second. I was like, <laughs> Yeah, I love Chrome. I just love I love finding this on Chrome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, he has so many options. There are a million different. Wow. Okay. Yeah, they're mm. they're pretty sweet. Zoom Freak Fours, they're awesome. Uh, real quick, back to the NBA. Um, the Pelicans. I I want to say, how about that rebuild uh, with them? You know, taking Zion overall, and then having the Lakers for uh, first round pick this year. Can't really call yeah. it a rebuild though, because you're not rebuilding anything, because they've never been good. It's just kind of building. Oof. Hey, they were decent when Chris Ball was there. They hey. got to the Easter wait, Nathan. Eastern Conference Finals. No, second round uh, Eastern no. Conference. Yeah, I don't think they were yeah. a decent playoff team. Either way, they were good. I am fact checking the crap out of this because I back, don't believe back you. when they were the Hornets. When they were the Hornets, man, they were good. Remember the Bobcats? Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I miss the Bobcats. I'm seeing in 2007, 2008, they finished second in the uh, East. They lost in the conference semifinals though. in the West. I'm sorry, lost. Why are they in the freaking Western Conference, bro? Oh yeah, that's right. What are they thinking? I just so is Memphis. Know. Memphis is more East, right? Yeah, it's yeah. Anyways, but yeah, they lost in the conference semis to the Spurs. Byron Scott was coach of the year. But yeah, that's that's their best finish. So yeah. Anyways, um, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Other kind of side note to those team standings, Luca is kind of going off. Um, and the Mavs yeah. look pretty good, and I think we'll touch on that a little later. But uh, the Mavs look good. I think we we mentioned that last pod, but I think they're a team to watch. I think they'll top, they'll finish top five in the West uh, this year. And the Golden State Warriors look a little bit sad along with the LA Clippers hallelujah, right now. So, hallelujah. Um, <laughs> we'll see. I haven't been paying a ton of attention to the Warriors. I'd imagine they'll probably be okay. Uh, they're three and five yeah not a good start yeah and the clippers just look disjointed because i mean kai uh kawaii never plays and paul george is bipolar and if he's having a good night or a bad night now real quick jared wants to make a political statement no i don't i do but i don't i want to talk about sam's comment i've been trying to type like a church mouse and sam (laughs) over here has been like False. I have muted my mic every time I type. No, 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 you have not. <laughs> Unless someone else is typing out of stone. <laughs> Jared, I have only noticed you if I'm being 100% honest. I am being the softest, quiet mouse. That was Sam half that you time. You can mute your mic when you type. <laughs> Samuel, I was okay. not typing for did some of the time. Did, this is going to get cut anyways. Did no, this like is this? all in. Did it sound like this? Yes. Okay, well, then what about this? I you did not know. <laughs> hey, Jared, yeah, this is bullcrap. Is the typing here with us right now? No, I'll kill you guys. <laughs> I, okay, I'm done. Okay, good podcast, guys. Good job. I Let's, can't win. Uh, no, make your make your political statement really fast. It's about shoes. Don't type it. Don't do not type. Okay, I I am not over that. That's <laughs> the typing thing. Okay, that is bullcrap. Okay, anyways. I like Kyrie Irving shoes. I'm going to say it. The fly trap for <laughs> Um, I sent that in the chat. They're very nice shoe. Good luck, Christian, editing all this stuff. <laughs> Thank you. I also, I, li- I also like uh, the Kyrie fly trap. Yeah, they're the bad cool name. Actually, I think the, the name's kind of cool. He's very He's known for his defensive prowess, so it makes sense. He's trapping trap. flies. Yep. Let's uh let's wrap this thing up so Jared can get off and <laughs> yell at Sam. Um 
we are going to wrap this thing up with our Wilt Chamberlain of the week. Did you like how I had that pause for dramatic effect? It was actually because I minimized my Word document with the plans. Uh, our Wilt Chamberlain of the week is Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic, in his first seven games, he scored 37, 41, 31, 44, 33, 35, 32. Jake, he's your favorite player in the NBA at this point, I think. Luka nice. is not my favorite player <laughs> in the NBA. Not by a long shot. But, um, Paul? You do, yeah. You do have to respect his point totals. He's averaging 37.2 points per game uh, with 9.2 rebounds and 9.4 assists and 1.8 steals. So, like mind-boggling averages and would be like all-time averages if he kept it up again it's early but he is the first player since will chamberlain let me see if i can find that real quick so i don't say something that's not true yeah we're here for that no (laughs) false news here (laughs) yeah Yeah, zero false news i don't know where it went but it's like he's the first player since will chamberlain to score over 30 points in his first seven games of the season um or seven games in a row or something like that but yeah he's really frustrating to watch because as christian mentioned earlier he complains about every single call nothing is a foul and everything is a foul um but he just makes incredible shots and incredible passes i think he still needs to move the ball a little bit more uh but it sticks for good reason because he is a very good player i oh go ahead christian no 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 please i was gonna Go, Jared. No, after you. He, he was going to say, Jared, why don't you say something right now? Yep. Yeah. That's exactly what you're going to say. Um, <laughs> no, I'm trying to remember what I was going to say. Oh, Jake, <laughs> share that quote that about the Harden quote with uh, Luca, because I think that pretty much describes how the season's gone for him. Oh, Luca, it was like Luca becoming James Harden is the worst thing that's happened in the NBA since James Harden became James Harden. <laughs> right. That's yeah, so that, perfect. Yeah, that heliocentric offense is is a tough watch most of the time and just the way he like he, like you said the way he plays is not the prettiest to watch but he's putting up these numbers and he's so young like he's actually yeah. like when you say he's only this age he's only 23 like 23 like yeah. that's that's pretty insane it's crazy he the heliocentric play style decent in the regular season it's fine but then when it comes to playoffs as we've seen with james Harden, it really struggles so it'll be interesting to see uh any adjustments if there are any like uh jason kidd makes going forward and if we see some of those come in the regular season which i think we will i think he jason kidd right now will just let them do whatever figure out their offense um but then start to kind of amp it up as we get you know through the season a little bit more um did you see him back down bowl bowl i did and then he did the too small yeah he did the too small bowl bowl for reference is seven foot two uh yeah luca's off to an amazing start couldn't i mean we can i i complain because he complains about everything but you have to remember he's only 23 but as i'm saying that 23 like you're starting to get like to where you should know better He's you know, been a professional yeah. since he was like 14, though, as well. Yeah. That's when dog years, he's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, in dog years, he's. Uh, he's pretty old. 161, so he should know better. Let's wrap <laughs> this thing up. Uh, Sam, final thoughts, dude. What do you got? Um, Damian Lillard, MVP 2022 23. Okay. Jared. He's had a good thought. start to the season. Yeah. Jared, final Jared, thoughts. Sam. Um, I'm really excited for the World Cup coming up. Um, I was looking through the groupings today. We're in a, the U.S. is in a sort of Group B, so against England, um, Islamic Republic of Iran, um, and Wales. England and Wales are going to wreck us, but we have a shot against Iran. So I'm feeling pretty good about us. Keep um, in mind, the game will be played in the Middle East, so home field advantage. Can you? Imagine? That's going to be freaking rockets, ex- man. Except home field advantage. That place is going to explode. Yeah. <laughs> to be very explosive. Yeah. Good job, Sam. Um, the, <laughs> except that Qatar and Iran aren't like best friends because Iran hates everything and everyone. I will um, say that they are closer in proximity than the United States of America, turns out. True. Yeah. And Iran's a really open, free place. I'm sure they can just leave whenever they want and do whatever they want. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. It's going to be really, 
really uh really good and i'm excited for usa to lose really early so i can start cheering for another team who's really good probably i don't know germany or something but, deutschland yeah the Vaterland, yeah mm-hmm. uh jake final thoughts um my wife and i are trying to plan a trip to italy and i'm very excited because i haven't been to Italy in a long time and uh jared if you knew anything about international travel <laughs> let me know your dates please and i will help it. it's very nice roger that but yeah i'm excited to uh return yeah and it'll be fun to cheer for them during the world cup this year right <laughs> oh slam italy USA sorry to all of our cup. sorry to, sorry to all of our italian listeners out there yep <laughs> me dispiace <laughs> um my final thoughts just to wrap it up with Luca one more time. Should have made this point earlier, but I'll I'll just throw it in now. Um, every time I simulate a season in NBA 2K23, Luca wins MVP and he averages like 38 points a game. And I think this game is so stupid. How is it still this unrealistic? It's 2023, and uh, in my he's face. averaging 38 points. Here a game. we are. <laughs> Here we are. Also, the Lakers are about to lose to the Pelicans, and oh, I couldn't be happier. Beautiful. That's awesome. That's awesome. When you get their picks. Yeah. How do you <laughs> yeah. get the Lakers picks? Cool. Well, guys, uh, we appreciate you sticking with us. We'll catch you next week. Later. Bye. Bye.